Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Freedom Talk with your girl, Nicole. We have a very special guest today. He's going to assist us in what we're discussing. We're discussing karma. And who else to talk about the law of reciprocity and karma and sowing and reaping? Well, none other. He's my what? My brother? What is he? Um, my pastor, my brother. He could be my daddy. He gets on me sometimes. Stop! Lord, see, this is just a conversation. Y'all know how I do. I'm not starting over. Anyway, I'm going to introduce to you Pastor Jeremy, my vet. He is just Pastor Jay right now, and he's going to talk to us. We're going to have a discussion about karma. And now, Pastor Jay, say hello. Hello, Freedom Talk. Take it away. You're playing with me. <laughs> see, Pastor, now see y'all, this is how he do me. Even though, you know, we recording this and when y'all hear this, you're going to be like, really? But this is how he do me. So, Pastor, we're talking about karma. Tell me, what, what, what does karma mean to you? Karma. What goes around comes around. Um, Murphy's Law. Should I stop? They used to be a song. Okay. I don't know that song. But, yeah, karma, what goes around comes around. How you treat somebody is how you get treated. Um, what you sow is what you reap. How a, a lot of different ways people use it or uh, break it down. But uh, karma is karma. Does karma get paid back right away? Like, I used to think that if you mishandle somebody, they should be repaid, like, right back. And I have come to learn in these past couple of years that karma can happen at any given moment. Like, you could do something in 2019 and not get it paid back to you to 2021. That depends on how you look at time. Like, at the end of the day, karma is a funny thing because you can speed it up or slow it down as you wish. For example, somebody could do you wrong and because you're still holding a grudge, you're literally slowing up the return process on their end. So to to, to that capacity or in that level of thinking, to say that something happened in 2019 and they didn't get paid back in 2021, the question then becomes, have you held a grudge for two years? Hmm. But what if you haven't? What if you've let it go, you've gone on with your life, you hadn't even thought about it anymore? It depends on how many people you really know do that. Right? Something serious happens. And how many people do you know can you pull up in your phone right now? How many people do you know that you can pull up on your Facebook right now that something horrendous happens to them, done to them by somebody else, and they literally just let it go the moment it happens? Okay, now see, I didn't say the moment it happened. I said the they eventually happens. let it go. Even, that's, now, the, that's the thing. What if two years is eventually? Mm, but at the end of the day, if you didn't, okay, let just flatter me if you will. If you didn't hold on for it for two years, and you don't get to say when this person gets repaid back because the repayment is not even yours. Now, Freedom Talk, y'all know, I don't always, you know, I tell you, you're going to get some Bible in it anyway. But the Bible does say vengeance is mine, said the Lord. So you're not repaying that person back anyway. So if you let it go, you move on with your life. You haven't thought, it, haven't thought about it anymore. So how are you responsible for how long it takes? Then if we talk in Bible, then let's go biblical. Because the Bible does make it clear that by forgiving them, by moving past it, by still loving them, even though they did you wrong, you heap coals of fire upon their head. So with that being said, biblically, God is telling you that if you hold the grudge, you hold back the fire. You let go of the grudge, you release the fire. That literally is how it works. Okay, but in letting it go, as I stated, we're talking about time. Who's like the two years it takes for it to get repaid back? They can do it to you in 2019. You've moved on with your life. You really haven't thought about it anymore. And then it happens where karma hits them back. So again, does it take karma two years to happen? Can karma well, happen immediately? Said, you said literally 
they let it go. They stop thinking about it, stop worrying about it, and then it hits them back. You, you're still proving the point of if you let it go and you don't hold on to something, release it. Because at the end of the day, you holding a grudge against them is no different than you holding a grudge against yourself. There is no separation in humanity, no matter how much people want to say it. Everybody you see is a representation of you, and everybody that you walk past is a representation of you. Everybody is a representation of that same life form, that same God, if you will. Um, however people want to produce this essence, this energy, this spirit. But everybody is the same representation of the same thing. Now, you know, I'm going to have people ask me about that. So before we move on, let me ask. So when you say representation, you're saying I'm a mirror of the other person that I attract. Absolutely. Prove that. By biblical or just by regular Both. standards? For example, a person might say, I want this type of man, but they keep attracting the other, another type of man, a bad type of person. Mm-hmm. A, um, a man who they say they don't want and doesn't fit their needs, but this is the only type of man that that female keeps getting. Mm-hmm. So with that being said and done, now you you question that woman if you really can get down to the nitty gritty with her and be sincere and ask her, listen, I hear what you say you want, but subconsciously, what is it that really attracts you? Because the woman will say she wants this type of man while every show she watches, every music thing she listens to, every poster she got, every dude that she drives past in the, in the, in the store parking lot, every person she glances at, at in the mall fits a whole nother description. And she's looking for somebody that matches her on the inside. Nobody looks for something that's actually opposite. The world says that opposites attract, but nobody really looks for the opposite of them. Nobody does. Like, you look at nature, and you will never find a squirrel trying to go and and, 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 and date a a, a raccoon or a possum. (laughs) You'll never see a giraffe trying to hook up with an elephant (laughs) and say, hey, baby, we both look good because we big. You know, we both tall. This is not how this works. Hawks don't hook up with eagles. It it, it doesn't happen. So at the end of the day, it's it's a misconception that opposites attract because that is not a factual truth. What actually happens is you're looking for somebody that is exactly like you, so if you keep attracting something, you have to look in the inside and realize what is it about me that's attracting it. So, okay, Freedom Talk, well, y'all know how I do. We go all over the place. So, what you're saying to me is, is something in you that attracts that negative or that or that negative person or that, that abusive person that you may attract. Absolutely. Okay, so stop. If you look at yourself and you're saying, because you'll have people that say, well, I'm not abusive. I'm not this and I'm not that. So why do I keep getting these men that are abusive to me or these women that are abusive to me? Because in my eyes, I'm straight. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Who doesn't think that nothing's wrong with them? Right? It takes a real strong individual to sit back and and like that mirror. To, To really look in that mirror and say, I have no problem facing genuinely who I am. Right? Bible scripture says it clear. Am I your enemy because I tell you the truth? Right? And so... A lot of people don't keep friends around them who tell them the truth. You keep friends who want to coddle to where you are. That's literally how this works. And so you have people out there who say, I'm not abusive. I don't abuse nobody. So why do I keep getting abusive people in my life? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. You might not outwardly abuse anybody. How do you talk to yourself behind closed doors? How many times have you called yourself stupid because you made a mistake? How many times have you looked in the mirror and said, I look ugly today? How many times have your words beat up on you? And now you're expecting the outside to mirror something different? Ooh, so if you talk down on you, then that's you're being, you're being abusive to yourself. Because I know, Scripture says, so a man thinks so and see. I get it. So you're saying that if you abuse you, you're going to attract those that abuse you too. 
So we essentially, as I always say, teach people how to treat you. Abuse, abnormal usage, right? Abnormal usage of anything. So if you wake up on some days and you think you're ugly, why shouldn't you get somebody that tells you ugly? If you wake up some days and you tell yourself, man, that was dumb or I'm stupid, why shouldn't somebody come and tell you dumb and stupid? Matter of fact, let's be honest, in today's society, the girls hang out with each other and we, you, what's up, my B? So, so when he calls you when that, he calls you that why are you, you upset? Why are you mad? You're right. You right. internalize, you internally, subconsciously have accepted this term as you. So you're simply getting a mirror to the outside. That's it. So you don't agree with the whole, you're looking for someone to complete you. Where you're weak, he's strong. Where she's weak, you're strong. So you're not really mirroring each other if you're looking for somebody that complete you, right? There is not a man on this earth, not one, who is looking for a woman who is in the term terminology that we use it by the definition in which we use it in, mm-hmm. he's not looking for a woman that is technically weaker than him. There are men out here who are sitting in marriages and are bloody miserable because they married somebody who they thought could match them. Right? They literally believe that this woman had it in her. Or that term that I hate that women use about me and potential. You see it in her in the beginning. Then when the man is trying to go somewhere, if the woman can't keep up with him, he gets frustrated and vice versa. Because I guarantee you, there's women out there right now saying, why did I marry this man? We ain't going nowhere. I got this huge vision, this huge dream, and he ain't with it. So, again, you can't complete each other. What What is the completion? Meaning, well, puzzle pieces. Why would you? Here's a question for you. Why would you ever want somebody to complete you? Well, you know, they say, you know, this man is looking for his rib and she completes him. You know, Why the rib. would you ever want somebody to complete you? If you? Even if you want to use that terminology of rib, if you want to talk biblical sense, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's the, the issue with it is that Adam was a whole man, a whole dude, in this terminology, a whole snack by himself. Okay. By himself. Mm-hmm. He was already complete. So what, she was just potato chips? No, what I'm saying is, when God took the rib from that man and made a woman, mm-hmm. he didn't sit back and say, now Adam, you are now less than what you could be. <laughs> That's not, that, that terminology is not used. So at the end of the day, when they got married and the, the, the terminology of becoming one, that's the issue. How do you become one by accepting 50% from one person and 50% from another? You don't become one that way. So both should become, come to the table whole. Why would, would you settle for somebody less than they best? Not anymore. I'm <laughs> saying the truth is that's not how we've been taught. And many of my people that's listening to this have not been taught you come to the table whole. You have men that are say 50-50. You bring me 50%, I'm giving you 50%. We're all. That's a lazy man. Let's keep going. (laughs) You a mess. Yeah, some females that be like, you know, we complete each other. I complete him. And he completes me. And she technically doesn't want to work on herself. So she needs somebody to complete it from the outside. What? If you got a woman that comes to the table and Uh says, hey, I need the rest of you to complete me. Mm -hmm. That's too much stress. Ow. on you, a man, you're asking, you all are built to carry that, right? What? Y'all know how I do it pretty much. You're built to carry that. You all are supposed to, to take on, right? Us. So you want to put that I'm pressure? just asking. No. <laughs> okay. No. Our commandment is to love our wife. Right? Okay. That's our commandment. Love the lover. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, no man is sitting here. I'm not sent to complete you. Okay. I'm sent to love you. 
but you want me to give you love that you refuse to give yourself. Mm. And now you're going to drain me? So if I don't come home every day and tell you I love you, babe, I don't love you all of a sudden. If I don't if I don't buy you this specific thing on a birthday or on a Valentine's Day, you don't love you don't love me and you don't care about me. Right? And vice versa. You got men who say, well, babe, you didn't do this and you didn't do that, so you must not love me. What does that even mean? Before you got with me, how did you ever sustain yourself? But people look at those things as showing you do this because you love me. And that's what they look at. They're looking at these things to say, (laughs) y'all, he's sitting here laughing at me. (laughs) People do this and we know it. Come on, society. You know, I'm cooking dinner for him because I love him. Fantastic. Or, you know, he's buying this because he loves me, Great. not because he feels obligated to. Well, most of the time, most men feel obligated. Oh, man, I hope y'all hearing this for real. That, that's not a joke. We, we literally, and most men so will never mean, say this because it ends up in an argument. But a lot of men feel like if we don't, if we forget a, a Valentine's Day, if we forget a birthday, if we don't buy this certain thing because it's a special day or whatever the case may be, then we have a problem on our hands. That's an argument. So you really don't think sisters can be? Cause you're trying to like you, and you're not saying it. Let me put this in the atmosphere. You're not saying it, but it's almost like you're saying we're materialistic. No, what I am saying is that, and this is not just women. This goes both ways. There are women out here who feel the pressure of if I don't live up to a certain standard this and true. complete this man, he won't feel like I love At the same time, you all put standards out there that you expect of a woman. That's my point, right? And how fair is that for somebody to have to complete your lack of love? How is, how is that fair, right? And so because I'm giving all of this out to you in hopes that you will give it back to me, that's, that, that type of sowing and reaping is fool's gold. It doesn't work that way. But then if you reap it yourself, thank you for bringing it back home. Of course. <laughs> he always does, y'all. So if you reap what you sow in that aspect, right? If I'm sowing love to you, then why can't I expect to reap it back from you? If I'm sowing these things into you, why can't I expect it back from you? What farmer goes and purchases seed and then sows his seed in another farmer's land? But he's expecting what he sows to grow. What farmer goes and spends his money on seed Mm -hmm. and then goes and plants that seed Mm -hmm. in some other farmer's land? No, but we're not talking about that. I'm saying if if I'm with this guy or this guy's with this girl, and they're sewing into each other. I'm cooking for you. I'm loving you. I'm doing this for you. Why can't I expect something in return? What's wrong with It's that? not that you can't expect something in return. The, the problem is that you're sewing in the wrong direction. You're sending karma in the wrong direction. So when I say what farmer plants seed that he just purchased, instead of planting it in his own ground, mm-hmm. he plants it in somebody else's ground. Mm-hmm. That is somebody else's real estate. That other person has all the rights to that land. You do not. So if they choose not to let you reap the harvest of that land, that's your fault because you planted in somebody else expecting to reap from somebody else. The secret is, I'm telling you right now, a man would truly adore any woman that came to the doorstep of that man saying, everything I sold, I sold into myself. I became a whole woman because I sold into myself. I never needed your love to complete me because I loved myself. I don't even have to cling to my family because I love myself. Do you know how much pressure it takes off a man's shoulders to realize I don't have to actually complete her? But if we're, and you know me, if we're not taught that. But life teaches you this lesson. And here's how, here's how you know it. Here's how you know it, right? Because if you go to a store and they short you a certain amount of change. You going back. You going back to get the rest of that, ain't you? You are. But if you go to the store. 
and you end up with an extra five dollars in change. You say God bless you, <laughs> right? Go ahead. So here's what I'm saying to you: If you get a man and he comes to the table with less than his best, okay, you say I'm shortchanged. I can put this one back. I don't want to. But settle. if you get a man mm-hmm. who comes to the table exceedingly and abundantly, mm-hmm. she says, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, I found perfection." Got it. And now anything extra that she gives to that man is a bonus. He didn't need her to complete him. Now, instead of having a little bit, his cup now runs over. She's his overfill. She's not the one that takes him from halfway to the top of the cup. She's the thing that actually causes his cup to run over. But in the reaping and the sowing aspect, I'm saying, so you're saying if you sow into yourself, then that man reaps the, the harvest of what you've sown in you. We have a bad definition of selfish. Okay. Right? So mm-hmm. you say the word selfish, everybody's taught, that's bad, that's horrible. Correct. Look at a child mm-hmm. who has never been taught good or bad. Mm-hmm. You give that child a toy, mm-hmm. and I dare you another kid to kind of take that toy from that child. Oh, they're not happy. No, that child's going to be like, no, it's I fine. I want my nephew around It's fine. It's fine. No, get off. When he wants right? to share, he shares. And when he don't, he wants. And it's not selfish. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that the child is saying, I love this toy. Mm-hmm. This is mine. Mm-hmm. I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so if a woman feels like she deserves her love, mm-hmm. she is, she's worked hard for this love. Mm-hmm. And then she presents herself to the man that she believes is of her dreams. Mm-hmm. And she's been selfish enough to, 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 to cultivate herself into this 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 rose, this flower, this delicate thing mm-hmm. that doesn't need your watering, don't need your sunlight, don't need your 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 fertilizer. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. If you give it to me, it's a bonus, but I don't need it. Mm-hmm. How much more can that man say to his friends? No, nah, I don't want to go out tonight because this is mine. I love what I have. This is my toy. I appreciate it. It's perfect to me. But if you give him something less than perfect, maybe that's why he's at the bar. So you're saying. We shouldn't so, uh, you know I me. Mean? You, you should. I shouldn't sow it in him. He shouldn't sow it in me. What I'm saying is, it's fool's gold to sow into somebody else's land before you sow into yours. So make yourself fall apart. Why wouldn't you? So right. you ever flown on an airplane? Yeah, you know. If in case of emergency, <laughs> the, the 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 air thing with jiggers will drop from the ceiling. Make sure you put yours on first before you try to help out somebody else. Correct. Okay. Because if you die, they dead anyway. But, okay, so back to karma. You know, back to karma. So in the whole karma coming back to you deal, again, if you're mishandled, okay, let me make it personal. I, everybody know I've been married all this and that, okay? So if, when you, when I let it go, whatever happens to that person or, or any guy that I've dealt with, whatever, and when I let it go and I've forgiven and I've moved on with life, so you're saying when karma comes back and hit, no matter how long it hits, if I held on for it for three years, and that's why it takes three years to happen. Is that what you're and we're not going to say that if you hold on to it for three years, it'll take three years. Right. Well, I know. What I am okay. saying is, because if you look at it time for time, mm-hmm. you got an issue on your hands. Because okay. time is a flawed precipice. It's, it's a flawed principle. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, it's so flawed that you literally get paid under the amount you're supposed to get paid for the amount of hours that you work in time. Got it. Right? People work harder than the payment that they're getting off of the time frame thing. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is what's taking so long for the, the, the reaping part of the harvest is the fact that no farmer sit, name one who plants the seed and then says, I'm going to sit here for the next six months and just see when it's going to pop up. My, my, my mom used to say, my grandma says all the time, a watch pot never boils. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've right? heard that. Yeah. She say, boy, get away from the stove. Put the pot on the stove and walk your goofy butt away from the pot. Right. To, it'll boil. Right. Relax. And it boils quicker when you stop thinking about it. And that's what I'm saying. So if you if something happens to an individual, okay. So all my people out here that's been hurt, that's been going through, that's been going yeah, through. But, I mean, we're not right. wishing bad on somebody. That's what I'm saying. We don't do the whole kill them. No. Huh. But I'm saying you just let go. The Bible does. Y'all know how we do. Bible of it. Bless those. So you're praying blessings, you're praying blessings, you're speaking blessings, blah, blah, blah. And you're not moving on. You really have not thought about that individual anymore for real. The issue is, you again, we still are thinking that we're blessing them and we're not. Like, that's the part that's kind of mind-boggling people to understand. You're not blessing them, right? Bless those that curse you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's not actually you blessing them. You. Right? Because the biblical principle, since we don't <laughs> talk about it, right? The Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, where on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Give me this day my My daily daily bread, and forgive those as we forgive, forgive us our trespass, forgive me as I forgive those. Mm -hmm. The secret is I'm not really forgiving them, I'm forgiving myself for allowing myself to get out of character. But Job wasn't blessed till he prayed for his friends. Did he? But now He told him. Here's the issue. Okay. The term prayer. Wish means wish, right? Right, y'all gotta be here. But wish. So the issue is that is Job actually praying for them, or is he keeping inside of himself secretly a wish or a desire that he would like to see? Two year old that. What you mean? He has a desire that he would like to see for his friends. You you with? Agree. A wish that he would like to see done for. Like them. I want to see my friends prosper. Okay. okay. Here's the thing. Would I wish something for you that wouldn't make me feel good? Mm. Why would I do that? Right? Mm-hmm. If I'm wishing that you get a better husband, mm-hmm. it will make me happy to see you with a better husband. Mm-hmm. So am I really wishing it for you or am mm-hmm. I wishing it for me who wants to see you happier because it will make me happy to see you happy and you are actually reaping the benefits of what I'm sowing into me. So it's the whole doing something for somebody, but you're doing it for you. Don't you're be always, selfish again. Yes, you're always doing it for you. Don't so, ever let nobody trick you. You're always doing it for you. So then karma, sowing and reaping, is really pretty much... For you. It's always been for you. Everything that happened in your life has been for you. So everything that's happened in our life, and y'all, I have to get him on another segment because it's been open up a whole other can of worms. I already know. Um, but everything that's happened in life with with karma and negativity, it's like, did we bring that on ourselves? You know, that's a question to now ask ourselves if everything turns back around to us. If it's all about us and all about who I am and all about who you are, it is no longer about outside of you or the other person. So now I have a question. We got a few more minutes. Now I got a question of, so you're saying, and this is going to be cutthroat for a lot of y'all when I say this, every negative thing that's happened in my life is my fault. fault. Every negative thing. Because you've known some of the things that's happened in my life. Merry Christmas. You are the gift and you are the giver. Okay, so help me to help someone understand because I know people are going to ask me, well, wait a minute, I've been raped. That's my fault. And when I say yes, it was my fault because I can own up to that and what I did to bring all of those people on People don't me. like this principle. And the reason you don't like it is because you have to look at yourself and nobody <laughs> likes to look at themselves. Nobody. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the issue. If you statistically showing, right? A child has seen 
over what five, ten thousand murders by the time that they twelve. Probably. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether they be video games, watching mommy and daddy do something, looking TV. at TV, mm-hmm. whatever, listening to music and you hearing somebody shot in the background. Mm-hmm. Right? This has happened. Now you gotta ask yourself subconsciously as I was growing up, how many times have something sexual happened? Have I seen it? If have I remember. heard it? It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't remember. But the subconscious paradigm of a man is what produces the man's life. Mm-hmm. Not just men, but women. So with that being said and done, I get it. Bad things suck. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, can you really truth be told, name one bad thing that happened to you that had not come from you? Even though it was done by another, as you say, person, right? Because truth be told, the world as you know it is nothing more than you pushed out. Mm-hmm. That's it. The world that you live in is your baby. Mm-hmm. So if you were born, you know, whenever you were born, mm-hmm. right? January 1st, 1986, mm-hmm. you know, at 12 a.m. Mm-hmm. To you, that's the time you were born. But to somebody over in the Middle East, you were born a day later. Got it. Time to, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And so literally a, a man's life is the projection of how the man per- perceives it mm-hmm. in himself. Mm-hmm. So, from the inside out, mm-hmm. with that being said, you got somebody who's been through some bad situations, okay? You got a little kid growing up, this young man, you know, he in the gang, he been shot, mm-hmm. right? But ask yourself, how much GTA did the boy play growing up? How much Grand Theft Auto did he watch, right? How many times did he watch Training Day? How many times did these things happen? How much did you put in you that eventually has to come out because everything inside of a man will come out? Mm-hmm. Life shows you... That- Eat some vegetables and see what happens. <laughs> it yeah. will come out. Right? And so people don't like this, this terminology and they don't like to face it. But here's the crazy part. Why would you not like this revelation when it literally gives you the chance to now say, I have control over what I allow in. Therefore, I have control of over what, what I, I allow out. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I have control over what comes to me. Because the only thing that's coming to you is what you are. So I'm play devil's advocate. Because I've done this to you before. <laughs> I didn't ask to be raped. I didn't ask to be molested. I didn't ask for that man to beat me. I didn't ask for that. I did. You showed sure didn't say I, no I wanted to was it. Love. You didn't. Uh, what kind of love? I'm sorry. Were you one of those women who were looking for love outside of you? Yeah, probably. Because no, 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 no. Or were you one of those women? Who <laughs> yes, were for but love you know, I didn't know anything about looking for love anywhere that, else. That's not my. my question is not if you knew it or okay, not. Yes, I was. I was right? one of those women. Because everybody got that excuse. Come mm-hmm. on, like, I'm a pastor now, but the, nobody taught me, hey, don't smoke this, don't do that. I can use that excuse all day long. But no, you can't. Because you made a decision from what you saw around you. You said it, that I'm not doing that. Yeah, but I still grew up in the south side of Chicago. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> That's true. Right? Mm-hmm. So I still have to make a decision on what to allow in so that I don't get out of it what I don't want. Mm-hmm. This is bottom line here. So even though you say, oh no, I did not invite this to happen to me. You showed didn't invite good things in you. You sure wasn't loving yourself first. You sure wasn't sitting here telling yourself. Didn't even yourself, like yourself. Let's I get it. You okay. didn't like yourself. I didn't. You right. weren't calling yourself beautiful. No. But in fact, here's the def- here, here it is, right? To take something that is not yours. Mm-hmm. Right? I know you said this, hey, this is not a God thing, but just real Pretty quick. Pretty talking on how I roll. Go ahead. Here it is. The Bible makes it clear that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which Correct. means that this is God's house. Don't even belong to you, no. You agree, mm-hmm. right? That means that every time that you are literally disrespecting your body in any shape or form or fashion. You're disrespecting him. Right, you're, not only are you disrespecting him, you are now taking something that doesn't belong to you right. and misusing it. You are raping yourself. 
Got it. Okay. And expecting not an outside source to not to return the favor? Again, that's the sowing and reaping. That's all the life. And so in life, we've been doing that without even knowing we're doing it. Absolutely, right? Take the mother whose daughter's been raped by her by her boyfriend, right? And then she said he wouldn't do that to you, right? But at the end of the day, mama, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's the question? How long are you going to let this man take from you something that don't belong to him? How long are you going to let him take your innocence, your love, your money? Let's get material real quick. He's sleeping on your couch because he don't want a job, so you got to go get the job. He's not even married. You got the welfare, and he ain't doing nothing. He's literally raping you, and you're allowing this to happen because on the inside, you don't feel worthy. Mm, Of anything better. So what did you expect to happen? So... When we don't sow into us, somebody else is going to somebody sow. else is going to sow into you, and you're not taking control of what you're allowing in. So whatever comes out comes out, and Absolutely. whatever you attract, you attract, Absolutely. and you can no longer blame anybody else. You can't try feeding a dog something that it don't want; it won't eat it. See, we take stuff that we don't want, but even a little child will teach you this. Try giving that child some medicine that it doesn't want. You got to force that child to blow in his nose and everything, because <laughs> the child knows. I don't want this to be in me. I don't like it, right? But as we get older, we start accepting things that we really don't like. And once it's in, it's gotta come out. So, at the end of the day, hey, he stayed with me the whole 30 minutes, (laughs) y'all. Anyway, so at the end of the day, I know we're wrapping things up, but with karma, it, it goes into sewing into you first and making sure you control what you sew into you. So that you can attract what you want to. What other way is it? If you can name me any other way, right? If you can name me any other way. The ocean stays the ocean because it never gives too much of itself to the lakes, the streams, and the rivers. So in other words, stay with your own kind. Fish stay with fish. Pigs stay with pigs. No, I'm just, 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 just a theory in general, just a statement in general. The ocean's never going to be depleted because it's never going to give too much of itself to the streams, the lakes, and the rivers. It's never going to do it. And even if it does, it understands that the streams, the lakes, and the rivers will always find its way back to it. So the ocean will always stay the source. Mm. You are the source of every lake, stream, and river that flows back to you. So if you, in two-year-old terms, could tell my listeners anything tonight, for real, about reaping and sowing and how to better themselves, what would you Change your mind. Don't take this as a a knock against you. You're not a bad person. Nobody's calling you evil, stupid, dumb, or anything. Don't get disgruntled because of a situation that you went through and you feel like, oh my God, this person is a jerk and they don't understand what what I'm going through. No, I definitely understand what you're going through. The issue is, do you understand how you got there? So if anything, change your mindset. Change that, that paradigm, that pattern way of thinking that's keeping you reaping the things that you don't want to reap. So that you can sow the things that you actually do want to get back. And if you could simply change your mind, the moment a man changes his mind, a woman changes her mind, is the moment she now has fertile ground to work with. How do they change your mind? By literally changing the things that you allow in. The people that you listen to, the posts that you read, the posts that you repost, the things that you watch, the things that you eat, the things that you hear. I'm telling you, those things are poisonous. So if you stop letting certain things in, you will not get certain things out. We gonna end it there on Freedom Talk. I just want to tell you all, as I always do, change your mind. As you change your mind, you're gonna change what you speak because you can only speak what's on your mind. Don't How come you? you don't sound so excited on this one? You sound excited on the other one. Oh, it sounds. Ex- 
Is it because I'm here? No. I'm leaving. No. <laughs> change your mind. You change your speech, and you'll definitely change your life. Is that better? No. That's how I always say it. Mm-mm. Okay. Change your mind. Change your speech, and you will change your life. I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, this is your Freedom Girl signing off for another episode. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. You all have a wonderful day. Bye. <laughs>